0: And I want you to know that when you have that right understanding, the Bible says, and we'll get to it at a later point in, in first Corinthians 13, the love chapter, love beareth all things. It bears all things. It can handle whatever life throws at it. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Hope is expectation of favorable change. It hopes all things. It bears all things. It believes all things. It, love endures all things. Love endures all things. I'm not talking about being in a situation where your life is literally in jeopardy. There are sometimes that you have to get away until people can cool themselves down. Because you know some, y'all know some of y'all in a relationship with folks that's, you know they they, they crazy. <laughs> I was trying to think of a nice way to say it, but you know, they deal with lunacy. They 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 they, they they're just crazy. But I want you to know that that are different things. As, as different folks have said, you know, I've never thought about divorce, but I've thought about murder. <laughs> and they get into these situations where they're living in the same house. And what you saw in the little excerpt from Mr. and Mrs. Smith was an exaggeration of how people fight. And I want you to, I want to say this to you. That you saw the bullets that were going and how they were tearing up the house. Those are really words. They're words. When you say harmful injurious words to people that you're supposed to love, your word pierces their heart and even when you apologize and withdraw it, the hole is still in the surface. You have torn the house down with your mouth. Just with your mouth, just with your mouth. So we have to be determined that no matter what happens in our relationship, we are in this together for the long haul. You have to make up your mind from the beginning. We're in this for the long haul. If you ever talk to anybody who's been married for any period of time, they will tell you that there are times when you really have to die to yourself if you're really going to make your relationship live. Yeah, I mean, you, you really do. Come here and let me demonstrate something for me. Come on. Yeah, you. Yeah, I I need a big strong man for this demonstration. Come right up here. Don't be scared. We're not going to do anything crazy. And uh, just put your hands up. I want the whole audience to to do this. Just follow this. Put your both hands together, and just take the two middle fingers, the two middle fingers, and press them down together. Can your camera zoom in on his hands? Zoom in on his hands. Because this is a big strong man. Look at these biceps press them together now all of you all do the same thing with your hands I do this and I've done this for years with every premarital class that I teach and I show them that the thumbs here these are your parents now you, you got the middle fingers bent down together you see just like how his hands are the thumbs these are your parents now pull your thumbs apart you notice, you will pull your thumbs apart. You see how you can pull them apart and then put them back together? The pointing finger, the index finger, these are your siblings. Pull them apart. You notice how you can separate from your mom and your daddy? And you can separate from your siblings? Now pull your, put those back together. Now pull the pinkies apart. You notice how you can pull the pinkies apart? These are your children. You can separate from your children. Your children will grow up and leave you. And pull those back together. Now, this ring finger, this is your life mate. This is your life mate. Now, the two middle fingers are self. You bow down yourself so that your, your relationship with your life partner can remain solid. Now, pull, the, pull that apart. Come on, big man. Put some muscle in it. I can't do it. You notice that even on steroids. (laughs) He's not on steroids. This is all natural. And this is not the Olympics anyway. But even with great strength, you can't even separate the two because self has been bowed down the middle finger self self is bowed down and you can separate from mom and daddy you can separate from siblings you can separate from children but life your life mate. wonder why in marriage this is the finger that the ring goes on as a symbol of your covenant so that no matter what comes trying to pull them apart no matter how strong the circumstances, the adversity in your life, you can't pull those fingers apart. Just just do it and try it again. I want you to just reinforce this message on your mind to show you that you can make it no matter what comes. If you'll bow down yourself, if you will die to yourself, your relationship can live If you'll bow down to yourself and come together, your relationship can live. And no matter how strong circumstances and situations around you are, they will not be able to separate you. What can separate us from the love of God? Shall height or depths or angels or powers or principality? None of these things have the ability to separate you when you have come together properly in covenant. And when you are covenantly joined with somebody, nothing has the ability to separate you thank you so much big man you can realize that you have the ability to overcome anything that comes your way just remember just remember you can't separate it but you got to bow down if self were not bowed down in the center at all you'd be able to separate the whole thing but it comes from bowing down yourself dying to yourself When you come into a relationship with other people, then that means you can't live like you're the only person in the world or like, like you're the center of your own universe. That is counterproductive. It's when you bow down to say that I'm going to let my will, my desires die so that our relationship can live. You know, I love what Dorothy Neville said. She said, the real art of conversation is not only to say the right thing in the right place but to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. It is to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. You will be surprised how much mental and emotional abuse that both men and women have gone through because in the fit of anger and rage, they did not leave the wrong thing unsaid at the tempting time I mean you know how folks will go there on you and it's like I know n- you didn't talk about my mama I mean d- just just the wrong thing There's th- something that you're really sensitive about and let me tell you this if you're in a love relationship with somebody everybody knows where your buttons are and they know how to push them at, a, at the right time let me just tell you that a that a great great big help in coming into an understanding of how you really have love without the drama, is being able to understand your mate. Remember, it is seeking first to understand as opposed uh, to being, being understood. And see, most of us want to come in and get people straight and lay it down and say, Listen, I want you to understand me and understand me clear because I'm going to say this one time. No, 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 seek to understand. You better understand the background this person has come from because, you see, they'll do some things and then you will start interpreting it. Let me just remind you that men do not hear what women say. Men interpret what women say. Women do not hear what men say. Women interpret what men say. So you're getting an interpretation and it may not be the honest truth everybody's interpretation, somebody's interpretation is wrong. Sometimes. And sometimes you can be dead on the money. You know, you can say what you want to say, but listen, I, I, I know. I know what you're doing. You know where you can smell that something, a murder has gone on there and just because they've cleaned up the blood and then they won't own up to it. But down in your Noah, let me, let me tell you guys, women have this thing called intuition. And you, you can explain all day and all night no, no, baby. Oh, I told you. I oh, would, Larry. You can call him right now. You call him. <laughs> and they'll be interpreting right through. They just, they just, like Moses, pardon the Red Sea. They just. Well, let me just tell you that a really, really big help in, in understanding uh, the, the love language. Uh, is uh, I, I love uh, Gary Chapman's, uh, he talks about the five love languages. Some of you may be familiar, some may not. I'll just do it for just for the sake of those who are not familiar with it. But he talks about one, different people, there are different things that make different people happy in relationships. One of them is quality time. They interpret love as quality time. You see, a man will be out working on a job and working sometimes two jobs and may work three jobs to demonstrate his love. Because, you know, back in the old day, men didn't even verbalize so much that they loved their their spouse, their mate. They showed their love by going to work and providing. And their providing and keep bringing food home was their way of saying, I love you. But the woman's love language is quality time. That's one of the love languages is quality time. And so a man will become confused because in his mind, he's showing her that he loves her by going out and working so much so that she can have nice things. She's not interested in nice things. She wants, well, maybe she is, but, uh, (laughs) but in conjunction with the nice things, What she wants is quality time with you. Uh, Generally, a man wants a vacation from his wife. A woman wants a vacation with her husband. Quality time. I've seen relationships get into real serious drama and trouble because you work all the time. And he's working all the time, trying to be able to provide to make her happy, but she wants quality time. Her love language is quality time, and he's speaking in his love language, which is a different language, it's a different language. So he's talking on this language, and, and then she's in that one. And so we're, we're, we're trying to hear the man down here, he's from the country, and all, he's, not, he's saying howdy, and she's like bonjour. She gets into Italian, buongiorno, like hey there. <laughs> and they're, they're both trying to communicate, but they speak different languages. They speak different languages. Every time that I fly back into the country and come through customs, I hear them coming over the intercom. Uh, uh, we need a Russian interpreter to uh, window number 23, Spanish interpreter number 13. We need Portuguese to number 11. And they're calling because they can't communicate because they speak different languages. And that happens in relationship. So for some people, the most important thing in the world to them is quality time. but everything else. Even, you know, as long as we are together, as long as we can spend some quality time time together. Quality time, quality time. Now for those that really value quality time, it's not only quality time for them, it's also quantity time. Quantity time. They want more time with you. If quality time is their love language, they want more of your time with them. They don't want you always telling them what you have to do. And where you have to go is, when are we going to spend time together? Just some some clues of things that you'll hear to say, this is my love language. It's like, why can't we ever do some things together? We don't ever go out anywhere. We don't ever do such and such. They are crying for quality time. That's their language. And what's the problem is that the mate is speaking a different language. So quality time is one language. Another language is receiving gifts. Some people, you know, it's like, you know, baby, go on out there and make that money. But receiving gifts, he brings home flowers. He brings home jewelry. He brings home clothes. She gets gifts. I mean, as long as she's opening up with some nice braces, some nice earrings, as long as pocketbooks and shoes, you know, as long as she's getting her gifts, a new car, a vacation somewhere, you know, as long as she's getting the gifts, your baby, go, I understand, go on. And they let him go on out there and make that money as long as they bring the, the gifts. I mean, you know, some people, you know, I mean, if, if you don't remember their birthday and their anniversary, I mean, they are flipped out because their love language is gifts. And you'll find other people that will try to communicate with their mate in the language that they primarily speak. So that when Kobe Bryant messed up and brought his wife a big diamond ring few million dollars. You know, she didn't want things. She wanted her husband. But receiving gifts is legitimately some people's idea. I mean, maybe that's why Anna Nicole married a man, what, 89 years old when she was in her twenties. And uh, maybe she enjoyed receiving things. She knew how to make Papa feel good too. (laughs) But receiving gifts is another love language and if that's their gift, some people are like, oh, what, what'd you bring me? And they love to be surprised with gifts. What, what, oh, uh, for moi? Is that Victoria's Secret? Is that Prada? And they are so into the, the things. Girl, I got a Gucci. You know what he brought me. And it's about receiving gifts. That's their love language. To some people to give gifts is the clearest way of someone saying to them that I love you. That I love you. And oftentimes when people are not there with the time, they try to compensate with gifts. Whether it's money, gifts of what they could not do or would not do with quality time. And sometimes they will give to others really what they preferred to receive themselves. We will speak to our mate the language that we primarily speak instead of learning to understand their language. So for some, it's quality time. For others, it's receiving gifts. The third one is affirming words. Affirming words. Some people have just got to hear, you know, uh, I love you. You, Have you seen people, you know, oh, honey bunch, oh, bye-bye, oh, and every time they talk with you, I love you, I love you more. And they're just affirming words, you know, and they they want to hear it. Let Let me just remind you of this. When a woman seduces a man, she dresses seductively. She carries herself. Sexy is an attitude. She carries herself in a seductive fashion. She dresses a certain way. She walks a certain way. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, women don't wear stiletto heels because they're comfortable. They get an attention. It, 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 it has a sexiness in the swagger of a woman. And so it, it, it grabs their attention because men are seduced through their eyes. Women are seduced through their ears. And that's why they have to just, just you know, even if the person is lying to them, just tell me that you love me. Oh. <laughs> if a man knows how to lay it on thick with his tongue, women's knees get weak. It's like, oh, oh, daddy, no, you didn't. <laughs> say that again. Say that, ooh, ooh, say that again to me. Ooh, girl, he says to me in French. I don't know what he said, but it sounded so good. They're just affirming words, just hearing that they are loved, hearing that they are appreciated, even that they are being listened to. The number one complaints that I get from uh, women in, in, in counseling situation is that he doesn't listen to me. And their love language is affirming words by listening to them. Listening, listening is, is, is their love language. It's just, just somebody, I, I want somebody to hear my heart. And listening is a way of just receiving their words just affirming words, telling them that they are loved or listening to the concerns that are in their heart is a love language, is a love language. That's, that happens to be my love language. That happens to be my love language. It's, it's through just talking and see, I, I, I'll talk to my wife. I'll open my heart. I'll, I'll talk to her about things until her eyes are in the back of her head. <laughs> That's not my wife's love language, but it's my love language. Then the fourth uh, love language is physical touch, physical touch, displays of affection, you know, playing with their hair, messing with their ears, you know, just closeness, you know, wanting to go out to the mall, holding hands, fingers all interlaced, you know, that makes me hot and sweaty, you know. (laughs) Some people, you know, that's, that's their love language, it's physical touch. You know, my wife is all over me. She's she's just a beast, you know, just <laughs> and they have to have physical touch. My wife is a physical, affectionate person. Touchy, feely, affectionate. You know, mm-hmm, ooh, you know. she's that's, that's, that's her love language. She 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 likes it all. Affirming words, you know, the love and you know, I love you and you love me. She's, she just she has a combination of them. You know, she doesn't just speak one language. She just, you know, she like hold me and then tell me and you know what I. <laughs> <laughs> but physical touch, physical touch. That's some people's whole love language. You'd be surprised at the people that actually get into sexual situations with people because they are hungry for a manifestation of love through physical touch. And sometimes they are seeking. A little boy grows up and doesn't have a close relationship with his mom and he is seeking the love of a mother through other women. And he uses sex to actually find the gratification of what he never found with his mama. He's looking still for the affection and the love of a mother through other women. But the problem with that is that the other woman doesn't want a boy. She wants a man. And so physical touch though is an important love language. You need to find out the love language that your mate speaks. And then the the, the fifth Method is acts of service. Acts of service. This is where men who would go out and work—they are proving, they are speaking their love language. That my working is my love language to you. To say that I love you, working hard. Uh, uh, whoever's cleaning up the house, they're cleaning up. Is you know, you—you like, you, you don't have to ask me if I, uh, your kitchen is clean, isn't it? You got some clean clothes to put on. Don't ask me nothing about. Don't touch me. And some people, they may not even be into the physical touch thing, but they have spoken their love language by cleaning up, by cooking, by washing clothes, by ironing, by doing this kind of thing. They, they, they'll do things, and it's through their acts of service that they communicate their love. Now, I think that there is an additional love language. I, I, I call it uh, romantic gestures. Romantic gestures. Now, by this, I mean... You know how people, some individuals will write a little love note and then they'll leave it somewhere where the person will find it during the day. And uh, some folks will write somebody else a, a poem. They, they'll, they'll learn a poem and, and, uh, and then share it with them. Sometimes the acts of, of, of rom- uh, the romantic gestures is just surprising them by planning a special evening together. A dinner and a concert, a movie, or doing something. Uh, even just doing romantic role-playing it, it, like they used to do when, when, they were, when they first met. You know, I've taken my wife into a restaurant and we, we're just going to role-playing. And I've gotten up and I, I went to the bathroom one time and then I came back and I said, what's a fine woman like you doing sitting here by yourself? I'm like, Where's your husband? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> and you will be surprised about how much fun that we have had and, and, and then I mentioned that we were actually in the Waffle House <laughs> and in the midst of all of our romanticism give me two scrambled eggs with hash browns scattered and smothered But it's just romantic gestures, some, some of our real romantics will get a trail of rose petals in a darkened house with candlelights flickering in the darkness, leading this trail from the front door into the master vet room, wherein the jacuzzi tub, tub is already set with bubble bath and a wonderful glass of sparkling cider <laughs> with some chocolate covered fruit but romantic gestures some, some people are really touched that is their, their language it's like oh my god it's so sweet he's so romantic he, he, guess what he did he called up all of my friends and he took me out to this place and, and you know and, and that's their love language They're different love languages. If you you understand their language, if you understand their language, you can better communicate to them. And what frustrates us is when we try to communicate to the person in our love language and we don't get the appreciation that we thought that it deserved. But we were serving them what we like to eat and wanted them to rejoice over it down in, in, in their appetites in their stomach. You have to use here what's called the platinum rule. The golden rule says do unto others as, they, as you would have them do unto you. The platinum rule says treat people the way that they want to be treated. Love them the way they want to be loved. So you find out their language so that you can let love be without dissimulation. It can be genuine, it can be authentic, and it can meet the need. Let love be without dissimulation. When a person knows that they are loved unconditionally, there is nothing more securing than to know that you are loved unconditionally. Even if you bring home bad grades, you are loved unconditionally. Even if you get laid off of your job, you are loved unconditionally. Remember when you bowed down to yourself and said, we might not be able to get everything and have everything the way that we wanted and the way that we really would desire for it to be but if we bow down ourselves nobody will be able to separate us we won't be able to pull this thing apart we are in this thing for the long haul and even if we once we have left our parents once our siblings are gone once our children grow up and leave us nobody will be able to separate us we'll be tied in there together and we'll be inseparable let love Be without dissimulation. Well, all of my time is gone. We've just been able to scratch the surface. But I want to tell you, I'm I'm saving the best stuff for last. I I really am. And uh, I trust that your relationships are going to be enriched. Those of you that have not come into relationship, you're in a good position because you, you get to lay the foundation right so that when you do meet the person that you already are equipped with heavy artillery and it's going to bless your life in an incredible, incredible way. If you need an envelope for your giving, if you just slip your hand up, one of the ushers will serve you. you need an envelope for your giving, just slip your hand up, one of the ushers will serve you. Send now prosperity. Send now harvest comes based on a seed every time that you sow a seed you're scheduling a harvest you're scheduling a harvest saying you're scheduling a harvest to come into your life every time that you sow a seed you're scheduling a harvest scheduling a harvest scheduling a harvest I want to thank you so much for your presence here tonight thank you for your hunger and I pray that a deposit comes into your life I don't know but there's, there's been an anointing and a presence of God among us here And let me just tell you this. That one of the most securing things that you could ever have in your life is God's unconditional love. It is the most securing thing that you could ever have. By this shall men know that you are my disciples, that you have loved one for another. By this, not not that you speak in tongues. By this shall men know that you are my disciple, that you have loved one for another. Love, love may I tell you that love covers love does not expose love covers love covers love covers love covers love is a wonderful covering love covers the multitude of faults you don't throw away relationships because people have faults love covers love covers love believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never fails. Love, it never fails. We're going to come into a powerful revelation of love without the drummer. I'm telling you, it's going to be a gift from God. We're not here to bash anybody, to condemn anybody. We're just here to show a more excellent way because sometimes we haven't seen it modeled. Some of you all have heard your parents knocking each other around in a way that was unhealthy. A mama's boyfriend Heard ramblings going their own in there, and then you see them lovey dovey the next day or the next week, and then nearly killing each other. Child frightened through their helplessness, of seeing them go at it. And when you haven't had it modeled for you, you've got to be able to have it exposed in an area where you can learn it from some other means.